Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got somebody all the way from the other side of the world where I'm based. She's in Australia. Her name is Gretchen Dow, and she's a health coach. Welcome, Gretchen. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And uh, yeah, you've got a bit of a story, first of all, about you're not actually, you know, from or native of Australia. Just tell the audience a little bit about yourself before we get stuck into the actual episode. <laughs> Absolutely. So I am Gretchen, like you mentioned, Lynn. Um, I was born in the beautiful island of the Dominican Republic. And around the age of um, nine, 10, my parents moved to the United States. I grew up in the United States, lived in New York for a few years, then moved to Massachusetts, um, where I did my high school, my university, and became a teacher. And as you know, teachers get a bit of a perk, which is um, we get school holidays. And during that time, I decided to travel the world and met my husband. Um, well, then was just a guy that I fell in love with on the other side of the world. And we did long distance relationship. And this is how I ended up in Australia. So one, one of my travels, he proposed. I went back home, quit my job, packed my things, and here I am. <laughs> Excellent. I love that story. That's great. Um, so today we've decided that we're going to have a conversation around have you asked yourself and your partner these relationship questions? And I think this is a, a great title because quite often we go through our relationships blind, totally unaware as to why they might be failing. And um, so I think this is going to be a great eye opener for our listeners to talk about this subject of have you asked yourself and your partner these tricky relationship questions? So start off as off Gretchen as to, you know, what, what those questions would be. Um, the one that I see in a lot of the time, these are the reasons why relationship ends and end up in divorce and separations is because the first one being finances. Who is taking care of what? Is it going to be 50-50? Who's, travel, who's going to be working outside of the house? Who's going to be bringing in the income? And how is this income going to be um, split between the expenses? Uh, I find that based on what I've seen in friends and what I hear from people, we're not very clear. And a lot of times the when we're not clear and how we're going to manage our finances, the couple eventually don't move forward. And there's like arguments and there's um, money disagreements and so on. So that's one. Ask First, ask yourself, how are you spending your money? Okay, how are you investing your money? Now, if you're bringing in another person, you're starting to date, you're looking into something serious, how are they managing their money? Are you 
in agreement of how finances are going to be uh, utilized. So that will be one. The second thing is more so if you are older, if there's kids involved, in my case, and I, in, I remember my dad saying to me, the older you get, Gretchen, the likelihood of the other person that you're going to be dating, this, this guy will likely have a child or two. How do you feel about being a stepmom? Are you willing to take that, re that responsibility? And before you go into a relationship, ask yourself, am I willing to take another woman's child like my own? Vice versa, you know, it could be the opposite way around, couldn't it? Yeah, or the other way around. Um, it really prevents heartache and disappointment when you're starting to ask those questions. First, start with yourself and then ask the other person, right? Um, so, you know, if there's stepkids, have that conversation around that. What does that look like? What would, what are your responsibility as a stepmom or um, the, if the other a partner will be a step dad? To your children, yeah. To your, if you have, if you're the one having children, right? What are the responsibilities here? How often are you gonna have these kids? Um, and so on. Those type of things, they need to be spoke about. So that's one. And another one will be, um, I, do you want kids for your, for your, on your, of your own? The, the, the person that you're dating, do they want kids? And this is a big one now that, I, that I'm getting older. Um, I'm seeing that one of the parties, they, I don't know if they changed their mind, they have a change of heart and at first, yeah, you wanted kids, but then you don't want kids. And that can break up a relationship. Most certainly. I mean, it's a huge responsibility, isn't it? And we can't always guarantee that a relationship is going to be for life. So, yeah, tricky one. Tricky one. Another one is um, religion. What are your beliefs? Um, if you believe in something, excellent. If you don't believe in something, that is okay. But you need to, if you're, for myself, um, that's one of the very, when I started dating my husband back in, back in the days, um, you know, my beliefs, I'm, I'm Christian, I go to church and I do X, Y, and Z. Is he, is he going to be opposed to that? When we have kids, what are we, uh, what's the upbringing of, these, of the child, the children? Um, what is, what is that going to look like at home? Ask those questions. And if your partner or your future, your future partner doesn't believe in anything or they do believe in something, are you willing to compromise? Yeah, I mean, what was, just to give an example to the audience, Gretchen, what was your situation? Was your husband from a religious background or did he have any sort of religious or spiritual beliefs or was he just open to, you know, go um, He was, uh, in, in up to date now, he is open to, um, he's accepting of my beliefs. Yeah. Um, he said, uh, if you go to church on Sunday, I won't stop you and I will go with you. And I will be part of the journey, if you want to call it. Uh, same, as, same as the kids. Um, and that's what, that's what we agreed on. Okay. 
So that's interesting. So he wasn't necessarily from a religious background himself. He just accepted that you were and yeah. uh, was supportive of that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we agreed on. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. Yeah. Um, another one is what are you what are your dreams and goals and achievements that you want to um, create with this in this relationship? Um, you know, we all change and if we're not changing or getting molded together, we can lose track of who we are in a sense. And if we're not moving together, heading towards the, the same direction, same dreams or aspirations or goals, you can start, you can, you can start losing the other person. Yeah. You know, um, if one partner has a goal of just something out of the blue, buying a house, but the other one is not going back to money, it's not saving, you're not moving towards the same goals and dreams. And what is that going to look like? That's going to cause a lot of stress in the family and the, and the relationship. So talking about, it doesn't have to be something super serious, but just a general, well, hey, what, what do you want to be doing? What do you want to be achieving in five years? Yeah, uh, I can sort of really resonate with this as being part of my past experience because I was previously married to my ex-husband for 23 years and um, I suppose from, we actually separated in 2009, but from about 2005, I felt like I was, you know, very much on a, a, the start of a healing and more spiritual path and um invited him to join me on that you know and it involved a lot of healing and, and self-help and personal development and growth um, but he wasn't interested in going to the events that I was going to and uh, that led to us going to our separate ways yeah yeah and and it doesn't and necessarily Lynn you don't see it as it's happening you don't see the drift the drifting away but you know, two, three, five years down the track, it, it will be noticeable. Yeah, you know? it was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I felt called to leave that relationship. And it was really, really hard for me because there was no third party involved. And he was a great guy, you know. Um, there was love there, but there wasn't um, loads of passion and, mm. you know, and, and fulfillment for, for me in that relationship and I, I know now that I contributed to that being the case don't get me wrong but um yeah it was very difficult because our our daughters at the time were nearly 17 and nearly 19 and um it was very very difficult to have that conversation to say look you know I think this relationship has run its course yeah yeah and it's um and even yeah that's it's quite tricky because you you in invest so much into a relationship and when you start to see those differences that you can no longer compromise on you have to you have to call it yeah and, and so that just goes to show that even though you can have these conversations prior to getting into a long-term relationship they can still arise yes <laughs> even yes. after you've been together a long time yeah absolutely and I think um you know, I've, I've been married for five years. Date, we've been dating for seven. And so far, things are 
so far so good, knock on wood. Um, but one thing that we are consistent on is the communication piece. You know, how are we moving forward? Even when we, we argue and disagree, we're still asking each other and just being open and communicating clearly because the other person doesn't know. If you don't communicate clearly what your wants and needs, the other person doesn't know. Um, so just when you're in a serious relationship, the best thing you can do is be honest with yourself and the other person. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. And for me, you know, um, what, what made it very hard was that he said at the time that it would have been easier if there had been a third party because it made it feel to him like, he was to blame, you know, that he wasn't good enough. And I, I had a hard time explaining to him that, no, that wasn't the case. And it was hard to hear him say that because I deliberately didn't want to get involved in, an, in another relationship before I uh, ended this one because yeah. out of respect for him, you know, I didn't want to cheat on him. Uh, yeah. he, he deserved better than that. But mm -hmm. I knew the relationship um, had run its course and, and it, it really hurt me to hear that he found it very hard and it would have almost been better if there had been another another person involved. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's tricky because there's always one that feels it a little bit more than the other, um, and it's not per se because the other person was more dedicated or more in love or more of whatever. It's just I think that's just the way it is. Um, yeah, tricky, yeah? It is tricky, um, but I'm, I'm pleased to say that he did find love again. I think it was about 12 to 18 months later he had started dating and he's still, as far as I know, with that, that particular partner. So it's, it's all good. I hope he's, he's managed to find forgiveness towards me. <laughs> I'm sure he has. Um, in the last, the last question... And I guess, or maybe consideration will be how, and I'm, how are you looking, how would you health-wise look after yourself? How do you look after yourself? How is this person going to look after himself or herself? And how are you going to look after each other? Um, for example, when I came into, when my husband then boyfriend when we started our relationship because we were long distance we did a lot of talking and um and thanks to iphones we were able to see each other what we were doing what we weren't doing and i noticed he was at 5 36 o'clock he was getting ready to go do some outdoor exercise thing you know never heard of it mm -hmm. like it's raining pouring outside but he's getting ready to 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 exercise outside. Right. So when I came in, when I, when I moved in with him, he had started to invite me to do, to do these things with him. Um, I've already started my my health journey, but at one point, if you're not, I'm, I'm not saying that you have to be doing the same things, but you do have to have something in common. Yeah, if I agree you, with that. You know, you know if he's looking after himself you know, or you're looking after yourself, your health, and I'm, and I'm speaking health-wise, doesn't have to be the same, but in, at one point, it has to be similar. 
I agree that, you know, you have to have that commonality um, with with certain activities, whether that's health or other interests or hobbies even, Mm -hmm. you know, but there also, you know, can be that point, like you said, of difference where you do things separately as well. Yeah, yeah. And, And that's another, just because you are in a relationship doesn't mean that you lose your unique your uniqueness and your identity in this relationship you know you are going to have things in common but within that you are going to bring your you into this yeah um you know and 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 bringing your true self into a relationship means that there will be compromising there will be some growing pains and there will be some and there will be arguments because now you're navigating a whole different person and learning and learning how to be you in a partnership so how how did you sort of um, navigate the health thing with with your husband then um did that create arguments or within that particular area or and what were the similarities and what were the points of difference to give the audience um, point, some, some ideas yes. point of difference I didn't like the training style that he was doing I was not keen on exercising outside when it's pouring rain or when it was extremely hot so we agreed on trying something something that we were going to start together that it was new for him and new for myself so we joined a gym um and we both loved it. And that was our thing. Six o'clock in the morning, we started going to the gym together. Six o'clock? Um, is, is there a six o'clock in the morning? <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> so we did that and, you know, and we still do. Um, actually, I still do that type of training and he's taking on something differently. But we're looking after our health because we know he knows that's very important to me. And I know that it's very important to him. But it started differently then for a period of time it was the same way and now it's I do my own thing he's doing his own thing did, did that did within that particular area did was there any sort of arguments around that or did that run smooth for you um not so much arguments we more were like oh do I have to do it or oh I don't know I don't not liking it was in and I keep going back to the rain because when it rains here in Australia it just pours and it goes like from zero to a hundred and and with this particular training style that he was doing it didn't matter the weather outside you were going to go outside I was just dreading and I'm like I don't want to and for him it was like why you're being soft let's just let's just go and do it and it wasn't enjoyable for me so it didn't per se cause any arguments but it was just I was voicing my opinion quite firmly I'm like oh no that's good <laughs> now isn't that good though you know because I think for a lot of people you know if we've come from a bit of a people pleasing type background that mm. that could have been an issue where if you hadn't said what you want and, and what your preferences were that could have built up a lot of resentment, couldn't it? Yeah. One thing that I I do have to mention that caused the arguments in our relationship, and I'll give you a little bit of a background on here. It, it was definitely around the finances. 
So when I moved to Australia, I came, I quit my teaching job. I came and I started working as a um, relief teacher. But between the time that I moved and the time that I started, the school year started, there was a period of time that I wasn't working. And I had some savings. So I was, you know, taking care of my needs and helping out, helping out in the household based on my savings, uh, using my savings. But when I came, when I started earning money, earning again, uh, decent salary, teaching salary, I sat with my, I think he was, he was my fiance then. And I said, all right, you are bringing X amount. I am now bringing X amount. Let's, how we're going to utilize this money because we can't just free, we can't just use it like we were using prior to me continuing to earn um, starting a new starting a earning sorry earning a salary we were just you know it's like the fun money that I had saved so he was paying the bills and the money that I had was the fun money so we were going out we were buying whatever there was no it was a lot of spending. But when I started earning a decent salary, I said, let's, we need to be smart now. He didn't take it well. And I, until this day, I have to explain to him that there was a period of just being reckless, I guess, with our finances. And then when things got a bit more serious, we needed to move forward because we need, we knew we wanted a house. We knew we wanted to have kids but the way that we were spending and that saving wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So I said to him, all right, we need to break down our, we need to have a budget for X, Y, and Z. We need to have this, we need to do this. And I don't think he ever had that conversation with a partner before. And to him was like, wait a second, why are we doing this now and not when you first moved in? Right, yeah. You know, um, and maybe it was because I was still in the, oh, I'm on a holiday until I, I get a job. Or maybe it was, um, I really don't know why. But when I, when I started earning, I was like, no, let's get serious now. Well, let's move forward. I understand that because obviously your circumstances have changed. Plus the fact your relationship status has got more serious. Mm. So, you know, uh, understand that, you know, it, it isn't about you moving the goalposts as such, but, you know, life circumstances have now changed. So let's review. And, you know, it's, um, and the way I'm explaining it, I'm, I'm making it sound like it was not that bad, but we had, we had some serious arguments over it you know we and I had to reassure to him that I was putting the structure in our finances and in um and you know once in a while that conversation will come up and I and I just have to remind and remember we're doing this because look at where we are now look what have we have achieved because we have we put that structure in place with our finances and that puts him at ease. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's showing a bit more financial responsibility because also our sense of awareness grows, doesn't it? I mean, when we're younger, like you say, you know, there's no, there's not much responsibility. You, you know, you're not probably at this phase where you're having or even thinking about having children. So 
like you say, you can go on a bit of a spending spree and be quite blase and reckless with your money. But, you know, as we get older and wiser and we want, you know, to create more foundation and stability, we have to become more financially responsible, don't we? Absolutely, yeah. And and we weren't being responsible with our finances. So someone had to put a stop to it. <laughs> and I and I was the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've got less disposable income, but more assets <laughs> in your life, you know. So like you say, you know, investing in uh, having a home together, for example. Absolutely. Oh, I understand that. So where... Is is it a sticking point for you now still, or, or is it it's sort of totally resolved itself now? Um, completely, I you know things are all in place, but once in a while it'll it'll come up in conversation. But um, the one, and I owe it to maybe having a Christian background or just listening to those teachings and preachings. Um, you just have to have good communication skills, not even good communication skills, just talk. If the other person doesn't know what you want and what your needs are, talk it out. Um, they can't, they can't, they're not in your head. You need to talk it out. Definitely, because you know, your partner isn't a mind reader and you might think, well, he ought to know this, that and the other, or she ought to know this, that and the other, but it, it it isn't that straightforward unless you really, like you say, are able to start having a conversation around it. They're not going to realise that, you know, what, what it is you want or be able to understand, uh, you know, that, that your view of finances, for example, has now changed. And so this is now what you want compared to previously. That, that was something different. Mm, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, um, and the, I guess one final um, just the one final point that I want to make is if you are going to compromise in whatever area of your life, your relationship is going to be, are you willing to, are you willing to carry that out for five, 10, 15 years? If you're compromising in, I don't know, who's going to put the trash out, <laughs> just something simple. Are you willing to, you know, be, are you willing to compromise and all right I'm the one doing it for the next 20 years and I'm picking something simple something a bit harder are you willing to be the person that brings out the the tricky conversations yeah for the next, for the next 20 years yeah are you willing are you willing to forgive him or forgive her when they do something, I don't know, but are you willing, whatever that compromise is, do you see yourself in 20 years still accepting it? Yeah, because there's no good accepting it and then feeling resentful of accepting it, is there? Yeah, that's right. And and with compromising, it doesn't mean that you're settling or that you're, um, you know, you're, you're just like, eh, it is what it is. No, you sometimes compromise because you love the person. Yeah. And I think, you know, we don't need to get bogged down with um, who does what chores or what, what's more the masculine or what's more the feminine chores. You know, it's just, are you, like you say, comfortable and happy with this being your responsibility and this being my responsibility? Yeah. And along the way, those compromises, like you said, it, it, they change. 
But whatever, if it's a huge compromise, if it's something, for example, if there's kids involved and you are, you are the step parent or they are the step parent and, they're comprom- and there's some sort of compromise there, are you willing to carry that in the next 10, 20 years? Something serious, do you see yourself accepting it 20 years from now? Now, and what is your own personal situation, Gretchen? Are there any stepchildren involved in your situation? Yes. So I have um, a stepdaughter and she's 10 now. When I came into her life, that was his main, not concern, but his main priority. Um, and we had the conversation, what does that going to look like? Um, and when we started dating, I was 24, so fairly young. Um, so to me, the idea, I've never thought I was going to be a stepmom. So yeah, to me, the idea of being a stepmom, because I had a stepmom, I guess, or have a stepmom, wasn't a foreign idea. I just, just okay, well, um, I love kids. Kids are lovable. So that was, yeah, well, for him, it was very important for me, to, for him to know, this is my child. I have her, you know, these days and what is it going to look like? And I said, well, I'll treat her. I'm going to treat her like she's my own. But keep in mind that the way that I am going to parent her, you need to accept that too. Because if you're telling me that to treat her like my own, then when I am parenting, you need to accept my parenting style or we might have some disagreements here and there, mm. but not the, not just the the good, what is convenient or, you know, when things are, when the easy things are done, agree with them. But when there's something more, a bit more challenging, think that I am treating her like she's my own. And that's where we try to navigate. Another moment, beautiful little girl, no issues. Um, but that was a very serious, um, I guess that was my compromise, um, our compromise. I was going to treat her like she's my own and he was going to accept my parenting style. And has that worked out well for you up to now? It has worked. Um, yeah, it's so far, so far so good. We'll see how the teenage years, um, we'll see how that goes. I can remember with my own daughters when they got to about nine or ten. That's when they the attitude came in and they, they started going through their um, pre-progressant years. Let's say. Yep. <laughs> Don't know whether you've noticed that with your. Yep. Daughters. So we'll see. Maybe if we're having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have another conversation in another three years and see if anything changes. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly an interesting phase, but you come through the other side and just be rest assured. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. So thank you so much. They, so the mainly uh, what, from what I got from the conversation, just to summarise for the audience, was that there are sort of five main key areas to have these tricky conversations around. And um, the first one being finances, the second one being children or stepchildren, uh, the third one being religious or spiritual beliefs or whatever beliefs that you or your partner may have uh, the fourth one being um, what dreams and goals and aspirations you might have and the fifth one being you know uh, around health and your own health care and taking responsibility uh, for that and doing things together and maybe doing other things separately so any other final words of wisdom around any of those key areas that you want to leave our listeners with Gretchen 
Um, do not fail to communicate. I just, I keep mentioning that. Um, do not fail to communicate what you like, what you don't like. Um, you, you are going to change as the years change and you just need to talk it out. You need to talk it out because no one is in no one's head. They're, we're not mind readers. 100% agree. Yeah, and um, it's important as well not to try and impose um, in a dictatorial way what you want. You know, it's not a case of you must do this, otherwise it's not going to work. It's about saying it from your own perspective, this is what I want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, this is what I want, this is what you want, this is what we need. What does it take for us to make it? Um, and a lot of the time it's just communication. And not being afraid to bring things up. You know, even if you think it might cause a bit of a, a tricky moment, let's say, <laughs> it's always <laughs> worth having that tricky moment and coming through the other side rather than keeping it inside and then resenting, you know, um, the, the, the discomfort that it causes because you've not spoke about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Ask questions, um, like we said, Lynn, before, ask yourself those questions. Where do you start? Where do you stand on it? Uh, what are your beliefs and uh, your compromises? What you're willing to live with? And then take it out and have those tricky conversations and asking those questions with your potential partner. Excellent. I've loved this conversation, Gretchen. Thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom. I've really appreciated it. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. And Gretchen, before you go, um, just one final piece. Our audience, if they want to connect with you, what's your best contact information? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and it is at wellness by Gretchen. So at wellness by Gretchen. Excellent. Thank you very much once again. And I really appreciated your time today. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So it just leaves me to say, listeners, true love starts with opening our hearts. So until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.